This is Vice and Villainy. Reporting on the criminal and mysterious, we are your source for the stories that shape your world. So you have just spent, um, this was your trip out to the Bobolek farm. Um, you had gone out to kind of inquire about TN and you met up with Gwyneth while you were out there. Mm-hmm. And um, you've kind of had a discussion with her and with the family and kind of trying to find out their, you know, what they know about Tien or where they think he is. And you've just finished like your, your, your day there. The evening has gone, you ate supper, you went to bed, um, and you, and you've woken up the next morning and you've kind of had one of those moments where, you know, you had a dream that was important but you can't quite string the details together. It's it's kind of fuzzy. You know something was, there was something there that you really wish you could latch onto and um, like dig into and try to analyze, but it's just so fuzzy and like they kind of blur together that you you, you can't quite do it. And and you get up and you kind of, you know, shake shake that off and you see that there's a note kind of at your, your dressing table at your bed and it's from Gwyneth. And it says that that she's left. She got called out to to go do something. Um, so she's, you know, she's being flighty, Gwyneth. Um, she she's taken off. But the note the note does say something else. It says that she had a vision of a purple robed man and a well dressed man um, connected at the head. And she doesn't really say what she means by connected at the head. She doesn't describe it. Um, And as soon as she says that, these thoughts of these dreams that you've been having kind of come together. And you remember your dream. You met a man named Terrence. And he had come in off the road um and according to Simus, um the groundskeeper the basically the one who's in charge of the animals mm-hmm. um he kind of let the family know that you know he had he had fallen off his horse he had he was trying to drink soup while he was riding his horse and you know the horse spooked and he fell off and bumped his head and he spilled soup all over himself and um, he he got kind of disoriented and this was the closest place and he was just looking for a place to stay because he, he didn't feel well. Um, and in your dream, you know, you, you remember that you actually, um, he had asked for some healing and you had kind of gone to try to help him and he and you ended up walking around the grounds a little bit and talking um and he ended up you you know you guys had a great conversation and he ended up going back he was staying in the stables um and you went and healed him and then uh you you helped ease him into sleep so all of a sudden all of this kind of comes to your head and one thing that that really does truly stand out was that in the dream he was prying very hard about what you do he was very interested in in what you trying to figure out what you do okay 
And this was all a dream, right? None of that this was, was based on reality? Nope. Okay. So I go and I'm picking up this letter and I'm like, I really do wish Gwyneth could be a little bit more specific. I already deal with all of these people who don't want to file their paperwork in a timely and orderly manner. So it would be nice if we weren't so cryptic and strange with our messages, but I'll put it into my clipboard. I'll file it away. If nothing else, it triggered this very strange memory of this entire human being who really wants to know what I do. Why would somebody be so inquisitive about that in my own head? What a strange day this is. My goodness, what are we going to do? And then I guess I will try to do some research into Tien and his family. Um, is it possible for me to try to go speak with them? Yeah, I mean, um, you were there all all yesterday, um, like talking mostly with um, his father. And today, um, the, the the men are leaving on a hunt. Um, Simus had been preparing the horses and stuff last night. Uh, they were going to go out hunting today, um, trying to just you know distract themselves from this whole mess with their with their son. So kind of left at the house are obviously the the people you know who are working there um and then tian's tian's mother is is staying behind as well so if you'd like to go try to talk to her so i think what i might do first is since the stables are gonna be more quiet and a lot of my dream probably took place around the stable I might try to check that out first before I even let anyone know that I'm there, just so I can kind of maybe see if anything pops up while I'm there. Sure. Okay. Um, so you kind of get up, get dressed, get ready, um, head down to the stables and kind of walk in. And um, as you're as you're kind of getting there, uh, Simus is kind of cleaning up. He's he's. Um, He's prepared the horses. They've they've already left, and he's just kind of tidying up after um, Mr. Bobolek and the rest of his friends who have gone out have have left. So he's just kind of like sweeping and you know putting tacks away and kind of stuff like that. So you walk up and you, oh, hello, Remrem. How are you today? Oh, hey, Simus. I'm okay. I um, you know, I had a really weird dream and it was one of those dreams where you just feel like there was something incredibly important but you don't remember it at first and then things kind of start coming back to you but you still don't really know what it means um and a lot of it had to do with healing someone here at your stable so i kind of thought i'd come and i don't know just see if anything jogged my memory a little bit or maybe you know something maybe someone happened to be healed here recently who spilled soup on themselves riding a horse um and he was he was looking at you in that like in that way where you have a glimpse of the same idea as someone and you're kind of like wait a minute are we thinking the same thing and as soon as you mention the soup like his eyes go wide and he kind of stops what he's doing and like he was sweeping and he just has the broom in one hand and he's just standing there and he says, are you talking about parents? Remrem's face just kind of like drops in a way that she is just shocked that he would know this information. 
Yes, yes, that's exactly who I'm talking about. Because I had the same exact dream. A man came in, he had spilled soup, um, you know, he was he was shown out here for, for me to help, and I kind of helped give him some, I gave him some clothes, and I said that, you know, whatever he needs, and that, that we had a healer here, which is you, and that you could come out and maybe help him, and this is odd. This is very odd. Yeah, it's incredibly strange that both of us would have the same dream around the same time. Um, was Terrence pushy in any way in your dream? No, he was extremely pleasant, nice, polite. Um, I, you know, I think... He, you know, he said he said he had bumped his head, and maybe you know that's why he was that way. But he seemed a little disoriented in the in the dream. Um, but no, he seemed he seemed perfectly fine. He was an you know he was an older gentleman in his you know probably mid fifties, and didn't seem you know too discerning at all. He didn't seem he seems like one of those people you just meet. He could be anybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I sure do. I sure do. Like, if you saw him in a crowd, you probably wouldn't think much of him, because... Oh. Just a... But he didn't say anything. What What? What was he... Was he impolite to you? I don't know that I'd say he was impolite, but... He was really prying into what I do for a living, and he was just... He was very interested in... Things that I just can't disclose to the general public and things that you just wouldn't ask somebody that you just met about their their line of employment. So that was, a, you know, maybe not impolite, but it, it did maybe cross a line. This guy is. I can ask Mr. Bobolek when he returns if he knows anybody. Yeah, if this person exists in real life and is somebody that people around us know, I'm going to be honestly a little bit more freaked out that this is happening. So maybe finding out if this is a real person is definitely the way to go. Hmm. Is there... I know you can heal. Is there? Is there anything else you can do to, to try to... I don't know, figure out who this is or jog your memory or... I can close my eyes and attempt to locate any object I have held. Oh, I've held before. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think I. I mean, I held Dream Terrence, but I don't think Dream Terrence counts because <laughs> I want real Terrence. I'll, okay, here's here's the thing. If you want to roll for it, if you get a twenty, I'll let it. I'll let it work. Um, otherwise, okay. otherwise not. That totally makes sense. So I will. And what me... what what are you what are you using? What ability? Uh, this is called find. You close your eyes and attempt to locate yep. any object you have held before, as long as it is in your current universe, and you discover its exact location. And you can teleport to it. Teleport it to your location. Um, Isn't that what it says? I can do that with recall, which is like okay. under the same. Okay. It's under the same... So it's immediately after I use find to locate the item. Yes, I can recall it for an additional 3 AP. Okay. So here's here's what we're going to do. Um, so, like, game on. Um, 
And he's kind of, Simus is kind of sitting there and he's like, um, I don't know what you do, but you know, if, if you need me to like prepare something or find you herbs or something like that, I'm, I'm more than happy to try. I, I think we have some horse hair here, if that would help you. Um, I don't exactly know how all these things work. I'm interested in them, but I don't fully understand it. Well, a little horse hair never hurt anyone. I will say that, but I think I can do it without. Some lavender tea for after might be nice though. So if you happen to have some lavender laying around, that'd be great. But if not, that's okay too. Kind of looks around. He goes, I don't have any out here, but um, hold on. I'll be right back. And he kind of takes off and um, hurries out the, the door and, 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 you know, toward the house, you're assuming. So you're, you're kind of in the stables by yourself at this point. And it's quiet. There's like all the animals. The horses are gone. Like, you know, cows are out in the field. Goats are out. Chickens are out. There's, there's nothing in here right now except you. So Rumrum's probably a little bit creeped out with the silence that's happening. Uh, she's used to being pretty frantic and trying to do a lot of things at once. So the fact that there's nothing happening around her, I think would probably motivate her to try to do whatever she can to find Terrence. So I think while Simus is gone, she's like, all right, I, I'm going to do this fine spell. We're going to hope for the best. We're going to hope we find this little guy. And now a word from our sponsor. We didn't want to fall in love with Meadow Mist Naturals product line, sourcing only the purest organic and natural ingredients from the purest and most natural druid groves, we were sure the price would be hefty. Surely we could find something better at a lower price. Wrong. Meadow Mist Naturals crafts perfectly balanced and effective products. If you simply need ingredients, they can supply those as well. If no one in your town carries the line, petition one of your local merchants to get them. You won't be disappointed. And we're back to Vice and Villainy. Okay. So go ahead. If you uh, roll a d20, and if you get a 20, I'll let it succeed. Oh my god! Are you serious? I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I am not even kidding. I am 100% serious. I can't believe this. Oh my god. Oh my god! Okay. So... No, I was not prepared. I didn't expect this. Neither did I. Oh, so no. let's see. You reach out um, and and you try to grasp in your mind onto onto Terrence, kind of since you you had previously like kind of healed him. He had a cough and, and wasn't doing well and with his head and some injuries and his shoulder hurt. Um and, and you've laid hands on him before in your dream. So you reach out through, you know, your, your, into your perceived memory of who he might be or where he might be. And you find him in your mind's eye. You see him walking through the streets of Suzale. Oh boy. Toward, um, let me hold on real quick. Let me look something up so I can. Pins. There are my pins. This is what I need. Uh, so you see him kind of walking um, up the promenade um, 
which is the main kind of inner circle of Suzale, and it goes around the royal court and the royal palace. And he's heading kind of northeast because um, it's kind of a it's kind of a circle. So he's heading northeast, uh, kind of toward the toward the east gate that direction. Um, and you're just kind of watching him walk, and he's walking, and he goes past, um, you know, the, the the silent room, and he goes past Sara's house and and Varen's house, and he's making his way toward the east gate, and out the east gate is where your house is. And he, as he's starting to approach, there's a fork uh, right at the shrine to Tempest, and he ends up going left instead of right. Right would take him to the to the gate. Left takes him into kind of where all the nobles live. And he starts walking back that way and he's walking through. And finally, he takes another right up a side side road and he approaches a very large building, um, two stories, very, very well constructed. And you know what it is. It's the College of War Wizards. starts to approach that that's what that's what you see and he's walking um he's walking with purpose okay well um i do believe that an entire grown man is about to vanish into thin air and into my hands uh because he really looks like he's on a mission and i'd like to know what he's doing since he, you know, was in our dream so i'm going to go ahead and use recall and uh since i have found the item, or in this case, the person, uh, they will instantly vanish from their present location and appear in my hands. Um, so as you're standing in the stables, all of a sudden you feel this massive, um, like negative pressure as like, you feel like all the air gets pushed out of the room or out of the barn. And then all of a sudden it comes whooshing in and in your hands, like kind of up because he's taller than you, you are holding his his face. Which I'm, I'm guessing is shocked at the moment. And all of a sudden he looks down at you and his eyes go real wide. And he kind of like tries to back up a little bit. And with that, Simus walks in holding a little teapot and, and two cups of tea, and he just kind of stops. And he says, um, Remrem, are you okay? Uh, I'm great. I think we need a third cup of tea for our new friend here, though. Okay, I'll just set these here, and I'll, I'll be right back with a, a, another cup. Are you sure you want me to leave? Uh, actually, he can just have my cup for now. Okay. Um... Hello, new friend. Do you know who we are? I... Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. And, uh, how do you know that? I... had a dream. Oh, no. And, uh, what was your dream? I had... I was trying to eat soup on horseback as I was leaving Suzale, and the horse spooked, and I spilled it all over myself, and then I fell off the horse, and 
I, I was in a lot of pain and I was looking for a place to go and I saw this place nearby and I came by, I came and called in, in hopes that someone would be able to let me sleep somewhere dry and maybe help, you know, bandage me up or something. And, and then I met Simus and he looks over at Simus and he said that you had a healer here and that was you. Ramram just looks over at Simus and is like, well, it checks out. Um, what did I get here? Did you bring me here? Is this real? Are we dreaming? Oh, no, this one's real. This one's not a dream this time. We're all actually here for the first time together that I know of. Um, sure. But you, uh, you look like you were on a mission and you were in our dreams. And so I thought it was pretty important that we spoke with you as soon as we could. You, you, okay. Can you, when, I guess when we're done here, can you send me back? That's a very good question. Um, I can consider it. And if not, I can give you some excellent directions. The first of which will be to not eat soup on horseback. I've, yeah, understood. That's uh, not making that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> And he's kind of got that demeanor, like middle-aged men, like it's, it's not quite that dad vibe, but it's like that, you know, I, I can't even explain the vibe. Um, but I think, you know, the vibe I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I sure um, do. It's like that, that wants to be funny, but really isn't funny. Um, tries to make jokes that aren't funny. Um, usually ends up laughing at his own jokes more than anybody else. That sort of that sort of situation. Mm -hmm. yep, nothing absolutely. crass or like, nothing crass or um, you know offensive or anything like that. But just, just not good. Just yeah, it just kind of makes you go, oh god, no, and you just feel embarrassed for them rather than you know, yeah, finding them funny. Yep. Exactly. So he's like, uh, I mean, it's so weird. I just, I had this dream last night, and now I'm here. Yeah, I think that's how we all feel. He's kind of just looking around like that, am I really here sort of um, look on his face, that disbelief. Yeah, I understand that the way that you got here is a little bit more jarring than the way that either of us got here, so I'll give you a moment to adjust, but to be honest with you, this is not something they really trained me for, so I don't really know what to do with a lot of this information, but all three of us had the same dream, and now we're all here. I don't know what we do now, but I, I do know that it means something. And as you say what they trained me for, his demeanor, you, you catch a look on his face where he goes from surprise to extremely interested. And he looks at you and he says, what kind of training have you had? Oh, you know, managerial training, uh, basically herding cats. That's what they have me do. Oh, okay. But hmm. these cats, these cats can't be herded as far as I can tell. 
I've never heard of a cat herder before. Usually it's... It's usually used figuratively, not literally. Are you literally hurting cats? Is that is that what you're doing? Well, at times, yes. But in other times, it's it's more of the figurative use of, okay. of the word. But, so, what, uh, what, so what do you do? What, what What is this management job that makes you so busy? Oh, I uh, babysit old people, basically. You know, it's really not that exciting. Hmm. Geriatric and, care. Oh, oh, so you're like a, so you're a caregiver. Okay. Yeah, kind and, of, yeah. Okay. And you're, uh, I, I, forgive me for, for prying, but you're, are, is this, does this take place in Suzale? Like, do we have a place like this in Suzale? Because that's where I live. Oh, that is where you live. That is so interesting. Where do you live? What part of Suzale do you live in? Um, and he kind of gives like the, he's looking up. His eyes are looking up, kind of going back and forth, and you can sense that he's he's think, trying to think about what to say. And he and he says, uh, you know, I just kind of moved here, so I, I don't really have you know a place, so to speak. I kind of go from in to in at the moment while I'm looking for a place to stay. Oh yeah, we've all been there. One thing I can tell you is that you do have to go to the spicy icy. At this point, Remember is just trying to get him to talk about anything except for her job. So. Yeah. She's a, roll yeah, a, spicy roll another 20. Roll a 20. <laughs> okay, so this time it was a 10, so half of what it was last time. It's okay. 10 is a tough choice. Okay, so you're going to successfully distract him from, um, from talking about, you know, what you do. However... There is going to be a setback that you're going to have to choose from. So you're either going to, in your like workings of kind of getting him all distracted and, and whatnot, you don't realize you're actually channeling, you're casting, and you're going to send him back. So you can either choose that option or you're going to give up the location of the agency. Oh God. Um, I do believe that Terrence will be going bye bye then, probably, because I, I have a lot of old people to protect. So, kind of as you're talking about these geriatric people and 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 whatnot, um, all of a sudden, you start to like feel that wind rushing out of the room and Simus is aware of it and he's kind of looking around and Terrence looks at you and it's like the three of you kind of looking back and forth at each other um, and all of a sudden the air goes out, comes back in, you see Terrence shrink down to a tiny little speck of light and then blink out and then all the air comes rushing back in. Like so much so that like your hair, both you and Simus, your hair like like you've just stuck your head out the car window. Simus, I shrunk the Terrence. Oh no. Um, I'm pretty sure that I never want that to happen to me. I don't know where he's gone or what's happened, but I like 
and he just kind of does this with his hands, like pointing to himself. Yeah, I um, I won't do what that happened? one on you unless it's really, really necessary. Uh, so did you some- do that? Uh, well, um, sometimes when I get nervous, things happen. So yeah, so he's like, uh, okay, um, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, and he sits down and he just pours himself some of the tea and he just like, he's kind of shaking while he drinks it a little bit. And like, he takes a sip and he, he calms down enough and he's just kind of like, whew, okay. That's, that's a story that I cannot wait to tell. Well, that's going to be an interesting one. I think maybe we should wait a few years to tell it just to be safe. Oh, is, is it, are, we in danger? Um, well, we didn't get a lot of information from the man that we shared a dream with. We have some kind of psychic connection, from what I can tell, but we don't know how or why. Uh, they were a little dodgy on the question of where they live here. And, uh, you know, there are just some things that make me a little bit nervous. Their jokes also weren't very funny, so I just... Something's off there. I, I don't know, but... If, if you would, I, I do have some things I need to finish up around here. And he's like doing that thing where he's looking for something to do because he's kind of uncomfortable and he's ready to like move on and just kind of get into his own thoughts and in routine. Uh-huh. He's like, if um, if you find out, please, please, please send, you know, message here and, and let me know. I, I would like to know if, you know, what that means for the three of us to have this connection. Oh. Yep, I will certainly let you know, and I will not send you through a portal to do so. That is greatly appreciated, and when you are when you are ready to leave, um, I have your horse at pasture. Just let me know, and I'll go collect it and get you know your saddle set up and and everything ready to go. Oh, perfect! Thank you so much. I appreciate that you're willing to continue doing work even after the um, afternoon you've had here. I find that. Work often takes your mind off things, so at least in what I do, I can go kind of blank and reach that place in your head where you don't really think too much. That's not a bad place to be. I hope to get there, like, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> and he kind of chuckles to himself, and he, and he kind of gives you a wave and, and walks out the door. Erwin watches him leave to, like, make sure he doesn't pass out or something. Just to, like, make sure he's cool. And then once, you know, Rem is pretty sure that he's going to be okay, I think she'll yeah. probably head over to the house. So, yeah, you you, you start walking to the house. Um, and, you know, you've got all of these things running through your head. You're trying to piece together these things. And you're trying, you're desperately trying to figure it out. And you're not really paying attention to where you're going and you end up tripping and you fall and you see black and like stars and all of a sudden you see a young furbolg and you have a vision of this young furbolg and they look very familiar just younger the very young Varen 
And you see, you see another, they're in the, they're in the woods. Um, and they've been kind of playing and there's, there's another young furbolg with them. Um, and all of a sudden you see a swirl of light and you're not quite sure if it's the stars that you're seeing in your head or, or what it, how it's coalescing, but then they swirl and through this comes a young elf that also looks very familiar, just younger. And things go black and foggy again. And when you kind of phase back in again, you see now, instead of the two furbolgs and the elf, you now see a young Varan and two elves. One of them being Zara, and the other one you're not sure. And you can hear this young one, the, the, the male, um, being very um, just ugly, just haughty and holier than thou and like playing the I'm above you sort of station and you're not catching all of the words you can't quite hear it you can just kind of see it and then you see what looks like some sort of you see Zara kind of pick her head up and and walk over and get in between the two of them and kind of like point her finger at the the male elf and you see something going back and forth between all of them. And then you see him turn and kind of look over his shoulder. Um, and what you the only thing you catch from the, the words being said are, um, we'll be back someday. And then you see him walk into these swirling colors and it disappears. When you see things again, everything goes black again, kind of that fog, like that kind of in-between dream thing where it blends into something else. Um, and then you kind of look around and it's it's almost as if you're in a completely dark place. It's just you. There's no light, but you can somehow see without dark vision. Um, it's like there's a light somewhere. There's a light source somewhere illuminating things, but you can't quite see the light or the source. And then you just hear someone saying, Ram Ram, are you okay? Ram Ram, are you, are you okay? Huh? And it's Simus, it's Simus's voice. And it's getting closer and closer and closer. And then darkness immediately disperses, your eyes open, and you are laying on the ground, Simus over you, um, outside of the the door to the Bobolex. Thanks for listening. This is Corey. You can find me on Twitter at dndiapers underscore.